we were out last night at this bar, and on you know the the uh, the Blazers had just beaten down whoever it was, Mavericks or whoever it was. Yeah. And uh, they're like the post game show was three three like local like twenty four year olds in t shirts or something. One oh, guy was like yeah. like the lid on and everything. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. if those guys can be on TV, nor should be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Nor not on TV? Well, I've always said I've got the face for radio, so I'm still hoping for radio to turn up. <laughs> These guys but, had a uh, face for nothing. <laughs> they, they did not I mean, belong on TV, but they were on TV. I don't, I don't know who started that trend, but it's it's been going around. Um, um, you know, there's like a Warriors insiders, or they're uh, the Warriors outsiders. They're called they're insider yeah, outside yeah. of something. It was like, the outsiders, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. So I think that's like a like a category of of show now, right? Like. They're the outsiders, so they're not... Noor, we need to rebrand. Yeah. The slanted go outside. (laughs) The NFL outsiders. Yeah. Sure. NFL outsiders? Let's see if it's taken. I'm I'm not against the rebranding. I'm a a wrestling fan. Guys get rebranded all the time. (laughs) Yeah, you do whatever works. (laughs) You do whatever works, man. Yeah, right. Whatever gets you over, you know? So um, Infringe on their trademark. All kinds of things. Yeah, let's go. Get legal action um, going. That would, that'd be the no, best PR possible. We call it we call it the out. We're the outsiders, and then our podcast is called "From the Outside Looking In." Uh huh. Ooh. Yeah. And then um, we have no connections in the actual NFL. Yeah, and then when we get annoyed <laughs> with each other for the Browns, for <laughs> <laughs> but it's just security, so it's nothing, <laughs> nothing fancy. <laughs> when we get uh, when we get annoyed with each other on the podcast, it's like you get outside of here. Uh-huh. <laughs> are you gonna have taglines just like a wrestling? Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm I'm just <laughs> running with the wrestling theme at this point, dude. Growing up, me and my brother wanted to be professional wrestlers. We're gonna be a tag team, no doubt. Called <laughs> called Total BS. Both oh. our initials are BS. Nice, nice. <laughs> is it? Uh, is your brother? Uh, uh, is he head coach of like a lacrosse team or something? Yeah, a lacrosse team in like uh, outside of like an hour outside of Cleveland in Ohio. It's a D three uh, Heidelberg okay. University. Yeah, right, right. And Nor's like, what so, the hell is going on? So Twitter just yeah. suggested that I follow him on on Twitter uh, from the <laughs> Plan Go account. So I did. Oh, so oh, the nice. amount of recon that Hedges is doing is otherworldly right now. I love it. Um, yeah, talk talk about comes. researching your guests, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be creepy or anything, but you're the doctor of podcast hosts now. Yeah. Um, I, I try. Yeah. Why don't we, we start as outsiders for that team he's coaching, and then we'll work our way up to, uh, to the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> the D3 lacrosse team. Right. <laughs> our way up to the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. You got to yeah. start somewhere, right? Yeah, I mean, they, they do. They do play Mountain Union, which is like the D three powerhouse of of okay. uh, college football. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but yeah, they play they, them in lacrosse. They play against them. No, yeah. they play them in football too. Yeah, <laughs> lacrosse. But it's that school. Oh, you your brother's I mean? team, yeah, plays them in lacrosse. Yeah. That's a, you know that's cool. D three powerhouse. Somebody's got to be the yeah. D three powerhouse, right? Uh yeah, all right. Uh, speaking of powerhouse, is there a new powerhouse in the AFC North? Oh snap! Yeah. Here we <laughs> go. <laughs> and this is it. the slam go. That's what I like about the slam go. Yep. I I don't know. That's what the people are saying. The that the 
I saw a power ranking. I was looking stuff up. Yeah. They have the Browns at number 10 in the entire NFL. And 14 Ooh. months fourteen months ago, you had just ended an 0-16 season. And right. people are ranking you number 10, Brian. It's pretty crazy. It's, it's amazing what happens in uh, one offseason. Yeah. Well, I two offseasons, right? Well, yeah, two offseasons. Going from, yeah, the 0-16, the one couple, win before that. It takes a couple years to rebuild. But you – you know, you, you got your quarterback. By the way, this is a slant and go. Everyone should know that by now. We have uh, Brian Schmolt back on. He's uh, been on a couple times before. Big uh, Cleveland Browns fan. Uh, we're on Zoom right now, and his, you know, Nora and I have our names on here, and he has Dog Pound as his name. <laughs> on Zoom, just want to point that out. There can be no other name. No, no, that's like a be. true fan, true fan. So, um, but yeah, you know, you got your quarterback last year, and then this year, some big moves. I mean, it's uh, things are looking up. You know, you won seven hundred percent more games last year. Actually, infinity more percent more games last year than you did the year before. <laughs> but uh, seven, eight, and one—that's that's respectable. And then it looks like you're about to take the next leap. It it does look that way. Uh, yeah, big off season. Uh, we'd like to thank the New York Giants for, uh, you know. Trading away. Yeah, get him in your new GM, right? Is that, that what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he works for John Dorsey, which is uh, not a bad thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, getting Odell, getting him onto that offense, whew, with Jarvis Landry, yeah, David Njoku, I mean, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb. showing last year that he's, he's an elite, he could be an elite running back in the league. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, surrounding Baker Mayfield with all the assets. It's got a lot of, a lot of potential. Right. Like, it's, but it's, I, it's I can, crazy. I, but I can hear it in your voice. I can hear like, like it's it's like anybody else with like the, those skills players would be like, oh man, we're gonna run over the rest of the, this division. And you're like, <laughs> but it's Cleveland. <laughs> but it's Cleveland. Like there's a little trepidation in there, right? Like you're not. Yeah, we. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to get too optimistic. Again, right. two years ago, we didn't it. win a game. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I mean, as long as everyone's healthy. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like. It should be like like watching a Madden game with that offense. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, and I think uh, as as exciting as obviously the offense uh, should be, and um, uh, the fact that we all get enamored by offense, you know, more easily than not. I mean, the I think the defense is also going to be able to to take some steps too, right? Like Miles Garrett, I think, has proven that he was clearly worth the number one pick as well. Um, you had a, another slam dunk last year, not just Baker Mayfield, but uh, people were, you know, furrowing their brow a little bit at uh, Denzel Ward going so high um, in the top 10. But, I mean, he looked every bit the part of a playmaker last year, and you're hoping he can kind of take the next step. Um, had the Browns held on to their 17th pick, I would have said, hey, they get another corner? You've got a, you got a very solid defense. But, you know, uh, they decided to just trade for, you know, the – top two or three receiver in the league, depending on how you, how yeah. you view the position. Um, and, you know, it's not, they, they obviously didn't get him for, for nothing, but they got him for, you know, I would say uh, close to that. I mean, a third-round pick uh, this bargain. year's first. Bargain. Yeah. Um, Jabril Peppers, who I think a lot of people will still kind of value at somewhere around maybe late first round, second round. So you're talking about, you know, call it three picks, you know, that you're giving up. Um, but, uh, I mean, why not? 
for uh, Odell to reunite with his, you know, his best friend, his boy, Jarvis Landry. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, to uh, actually reunite both of them with their college wide receiver coach, which I didn't know was on the Brown staff. Yeah. Um, Oh, okay. He he did coach them at LSU together. He coached Odell in New York for, I think, a season or two, and then found his way to Cleveland. And lo and behold, they get Jarvis and Mm -hmm. then they get Odell. So the continuity should be pretty great um, from that group, right? I have to say, I love that group too. Like the just the the, the two skill sets, the way they complement each other. I mean, that's going to be really tough on defenses. Odell taking the top off of people, Jarvis working the middle. I mean, he's quick and tough. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about offense that has no holes, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've got. Uh, you can always say that O line could get better. That's probably a, a case in any <laughs> yeah. any any week or any any team. But um, you know, uh, you've got Jarvis is just going to crush people out of the slot, control mm-hmm. the middle. And if he's not doing it, Oku is going to because he's just yeah. a wall of a human being as well. Um, clearly developed some chemistry with Baker too. And then it's only a matter of time before Baker gets on the same page with Odell. I mean, that just takes a little time. Sure. There'll be a couple of miscues, overthrows. Maybe he cuts a nine route short and Baker sails yeah. on him. Things happen, you know, but you'll get that timing. That, that comes, with, comes with it. So right. it's just a, well, it's like just last, a matter of time. Yep. Last summer, uh, I mean – Odell was working out with Baker last summer, yeah. Uh, you know, before the season even came, so they were out working out in I think California or something, trying to yeah. work a little bit together. So um, if they do a little bit of that in the off season, um, you know, him and Jarvis know how to play off each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be really fun to watch and and see the crazy catches that you know Baker's going to take chances. He's going to he's going to sling the ball and he's going to go for it a lot. And to have somebody like Odell that basically is a magnet and can literally has hands mm-hmm. of glue. Yeah. And like you look at some of the times Baker just wants to rip it down the field or, or go for it in a tight window. And now, you know, you have a guy that um, that's going to catch just about anything. If you put it in his wheelhouse, he'll find a way to make a play at it mm-hmm. and hopefully come yeah. down with it. Yeah. I mean, obviously um, over the years, Baker, uh, excuse me, Odell's been, uh, uh, he's made quite the name for these spectacular Madden catches, like you said, right? But I've gone into a couple different conversations about, you know, a guy that does it almost just as much, but you don't hear about it, is Jarvis. Mm -hmm. Jarvis makes one-handed catches routinely. And um, to have both those guys getting passes from Baker, it's like Baker's trust level, he should be like – he should be able to like bird box a couple plays a game and just just be able to just blindfold and go for it and and just think they're going to catch it if it's anywhere near them. It was a Pro Bowl before last one where they did the skills competition, and Jarvis actually beat uh, Odell in the uh, – Oh, yeah. That, that weird thing where they, they chuck the ball like 100 feet in the air and it comes They drop it down. from like a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is, yeah. And yeah. Jarvis actually kind of – he beat him out with the yeah. one-hand catches. Oh, yeah. yeah. So those guys are that's, – that's cool too is that they're – like they know each other, they're friends, and they're really competitive with each other. So they're going to push each other. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine being the third or fourth wide receiver on that team and just like having to try to keep up with those guys. Right. Well, that's the other thing is like you look at Antonio Callaway, the second round, second or third round pick we got last year, mm-hmm. uh, who's the little speedster. So like you put even him out there with in a three receiver set, oh, wow. and now you got two guys that can catch. Plus you got Callaway going down the sideline. Yeah, then I didn't you think have about that. Joke. I was thinking of o- o- Odell as the guy that was going to take the top off the defense, but you have somebody who's even maybe a little bit faster. Yeah, top off giving Odell room to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Plus, is, Njoku, you look scary. at Njoku as, as a beast, and um, he's never going to see double coverage, ever. 
Yeah. Like he's he's going to be thriving in the middle of the field, mm-hmm. and then you still got Nick Chubb coming out of the backfield. All right, I so mean, we got, it's a lot of we got lot Cleveland of winning everything. Next year. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, hold on. But one one other thing we forgot about is in week nine, Kareem Hunt comes into the picture. Yeah, and now yeah. there's another mouth to feed, which is crazy to think about. He's going to be on this team yeah. halfway through the year. I mean, that's it's, that's good. That's good for Chubb. Like Chubb carries a load the first half of the year, gets a little yeah. bit, bit of a break. And then whoever's hot, like, you know, going to the playoffs, which I can't imagine the Browns not making the playoffs next year. Agreed. You know, and, like, you have two running backs at that point who can kind of, you know, wear down defenses. um, Yeah. Get that passing game. So, yeah, I mean, things are looking bright. I mean, and it's crazy. It's like 14 months after going 0-16, this team is – I mean, you know, I don't don't know there's anybody who would bet except if you're on the – the Ravens roster. <laughs> no one else is going to bet against the Browns winning the AFC North. No, I mean it's it's crazy when we talked, you know, right before the Browns drafted Baker Mayfield, and it was like, you know, we're, here we are sitting with the number one pick again, mm-hmm. and to fast forward to now and the change in the excitement level and just you know finally seeing a like a really good winning quarterback, hope potentially for a long time in Cleveland is. You know, we haven't seen that since since Bernie, probably. So Bernie Sanders, he plays football. Bernie Kosar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it's like I I almost want to buy season tickets for the Browns. I don't even. Right? I, I live in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> just for that that ho- that home playoff game that could yeah, just, potentially yeah, just happen. That. Just put everything uh, else on StubHub and just like for that playoff game, though. Right. <laughs> it's going to be – I mean, that city is going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, like, if if they are successful, it's going to be amazing. And and having that many mouths to feed on offense, hopefully it won't be a bad problem. There's a lot of excitement. But then – and then, yeah, look at the defense, man. Like, Miles I mean, Garrett – Miles Garrett is going to have a year with getting Olivier from the Giants to yeah. play opposite him. And now yeah. Sheldon Richardson to block the middle. It's like – That's the thing. It's like it's not – yeah, all the offenses, like like Newark said, like the offense is getting all the attention, but like some of the moves on defense too. I mean, it's it's, it's yeah. And they still got they still got a whole draft, you know, outside of the first round to add more pieces, right? It's not yeah. like their team is set. You know, you could add more depth in the trenches along the O line or whatever you want to specify uh, as a need mm-hmm. area, more corners. Mm-hmm. You know, any need, else, well, you need right? safety. You need a safety because yeah. you traded yeah. away Drew Brill. Eric Berry is uh, available. Just want to say that. And uh, he knows John Dorsey pretty well. Uh huh. So could happen. the The Browns had eight picks before free agency free agency started. So before these trades happened, like how many picks right. are you sitting with now? Um, this year. So it, I know. I mean, obviously they don't have a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't look at exactly how many they had. Um, one it's of the started. picks was traded in the first in the Olivier deal. There was a trade. There was one of uh-huh. the picks that went away in that. When they traded away Zeitler, um, and then two went with uh, Odell, right? Or yeah, those were those both first and the third? Those are both. Yeah, issues? first and the third. Okay, so you're sitting at five picks, which is still more than my yeah. Seahawks. So Cleveland has eight picks. <laughs> eight? They still oh, they wow. still have eight. Yeah, they've got the they have their second their second through through fifth uh, through fourth, and then they have two fifths 
one from the Jags, one from the Patriots. Oh, excuse me, three fits. So they might move back up and down the board if they need to yeah. um, with that. Uh, and then their own sixth and then um, a seventh from the Jags. I'm assuming that's like some kind of compensatory pick deal. Yeah. So you still have eight picks after, after all that. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Let's say three of them make the team. I mean, that's, that's you know, yeah. that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. John Dorsey's doing, uh, doing good things. and He's putting in the work. It's impressive. From yeah. the years of having a terrible GM, like, repeatedly <laughs> since, like, 1999, yeah. it's literally nice to see uh, somebody that's making some moves that you're like, yeah, these are smart football moves. Like, yeah, these are logical steps. You've got a quarterback. Now build around that quarterback. He's he's yeah. doing good things. You just got to trust what he's doing. The, that's kind of the notion that build around the quarterback thing. That, that's kind of what really just like hammered this point home for me is like so many times teams draft quarterbacks and whether it's just, you know, hamstrung by having other needs or by whatever other issues come up with being a team that's rebuilding, you know, like putting yeah. more talent around the quarterback seems to take a long time for some teams. And I mean, they went and did it right away, right? Like they got – they kind of did it sort of like reverse engineering, right? When it got Jarvis, um, added a couple other pieces. You know, they they had yeah. had, Kyle, they had, had Carlos Hyde um, prior, mm-hmm. you know, like they put in some pieces together. And then they're like, okay, well, let's – we like Baker. Let's add him to this mix. And then, yeah. you know, the rest of it kind of started to come into play. Already had Njoku. So, it was kind of like – I think teams often go like, well, the cupboard's bare. Let's start with a quarterback and build around him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fine when it works, but you're really stacking the deck. Mm-hmm. And then here yeah. you are adding like these pieces to a quarterback that's already shown the leadership capability and stuff that you want to see um, yeah. and the confidence and everything that you want to see. Um, plus the ability on the field, obviously, um, you know, there's certainly growth that he could make, but it's like, he's a rookie. I mean, what, that's, that's not saying anything, you know, like mm-hmm. everyone's got to get better every year, even, you know, even the, the guys that are perennial elite quarterbacks, you know, still got to get better every year. Um, what's going to be interesting to me is to see, you know, this new, obviously this newfound, like, and rightfully so this amount of like confidence that the whole team is going to have the whole mm-hmm. city is going to have probably for, for the sake of the Browns, you know, teams are going to be targeting them. Right. Like, and that's a funny thing to think about because it's never, <laughs> it hasn't been that way in how long, mm-hmm. but easily when, ske- <laughs> right? <laughs> when yeah, the schedule right. comes out, I mean, what do you think? They're going to have probably four primetime games, maybe, maybe more. Yeah. You know, like, What's the max? And I don't know. I want to say it's like five that I could think of. Or but if you're it could the Patriots, be, it's like eight. If the Patriots, right. it's actually nineteen. They get an extra game <laughs> yeah. in there. Every game um, must. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, if you're that other team, then all the attention's going to to the Browns now, leading up to your game. You want to play a spoiler, so I want to see how the team responds to that. And that's not. I'm not obviously not trying to wet blanket the whole thing. It's more like. This is what comes with being a team that people are kind of excited about, right? Mm-hmm. People are going to play up for for those games. So, yeah. it's interesting to see. I think it's the true test of, like, is Kitchens the right guy for your coach? Can Baker's confidence, like, stay steady when things are kind of mm-hmm. going up and down? Well, now um, there's, a, there's a year of tape on Baker, too. So, you know, yeah. NFL defenses, yeah. you know, if they're really good at adjusting. You know, they kind of take away the things you're good at. And you have to, like you're saying, you have to get better in order to, like, even just keep up. So, um, it'll yeah. be interesting, but I, I think there's so many. He he's up. I mean, they've upgraded so many of the pieces around him, um, and the defense being better is going to make the offense better too. You know, so it's like yeah. I think I mean I th- really think 
the Browns are the team to beat. And the, so the Browns. Well, like, what, yeah. what, what, yeah, what does I mean, the they, defense have to do? You know, the defense has to just not right. allow like twenty-one points. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They give it seventeen for. Per game or something. You get, a, you get a turnover per game, probably. You steal some points here or there. Right. Yep. Um, you maybe cut a driver too short, mm-hmm. um, and you're doing your job. You're fine. Yep. Like we just saw it with Kansas City. You don't need a defense that can do a lot. You just mm-hmm. need one that can do something. Yeah. The the defense last year too, they had a good amount of takeaways. Yeah. Um, so they were, you know, they were pretty good at getting the ball back in games and giving them, giving the offense another chance in some of those close games because they even lost some some of those early games by three points, six points mm-hmm. um, early in the season that were very winnable games. Yeah, true. Yeah, um, They have an offensive line that gave up, uh, you know, in the lower numbers of sacks and hits with a quarterback. So, like, they've, they're good at protecting Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, it also makes it interesting that John Dorsey definitely had something in his head and saw something in this kid when he went out and signed Jarvis knowing that we have the number one pick and I'm taking Baker Mayfield. Yeah. You know There's what I mean? Plan. And that, like, I'm going to at least yeah. give him a guy that can at least catch, you know, 100 balls this year and be a blanket for him, and he'll have at least somebody to go to. Mm-hmm. And then with Chubb and – with Chubb and um, at the time uh, Hyde, he knew he'd have running backs at least to take some of the pressure off. Mm-hmm. Um, and with how Miles Garrett's been um, and adding Ward, if Ward can be healthy all year, they're, they're looking pretty fierce. Um, yeah. Plus, hopefully, we're starting to see the decline of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, Big Ben oh, yeah. ran out Le'Veon Bell and AB. So hopefully, that's this so is weird. The beginning me. of like, the end, like the ego that Ben must have to run those guys. What? Prob- maybe I mean, arguably the best running back and best receiver in the league. Out of ten, right. you know, what's up with that? Yeah. I, well, I mean, I'd say Ben was more directly responsible for AB leaving than for Le'Veon. I think Le'Veon's a case of being that position and wanting to get paid more flat out, right? Like wanting yeah, to get more money. For the- Do you see that the interview that he did? Um, yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to give Ben a pass at all here. I'm not the biggest yeah. fan of, of Ben anyway, but like he, uh, yeah, I mean, this is the type of stuff, you know, that happens, right? The guy like, you know, tells players to lay down on the ground and pretend to be injured when they don't have timeouts. We've seen this before. Um, you know, he's like, Oh, I rolled my ankle th- four games ago, but here when I feel like I'm playing bad, I'm going to start being a little gimpy. And then mm-hmm. later in the game, I'm going to be running around like John Elway with my finger in the air. Like, <laughs> you know, the guy, it's just, it's just part of it. He wants to yeah. go on a radio show every week and blast everybody and then act like he's the victim. I don't really understand it, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't, I mean, I don't know how much I blame Ben specifically as much as I blame whether it's the ownership or uh, the coach or whoever's enabling him to yeah. be like, Hey, you, will you, you have no – there's no regard for whatever you want to do or say, all, all this stuff. Like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure if this is just maybe a, uh, a thing for a, a market like Pittsburgh or, or another, another team. But, like, your quarterback having a weekly radio show seems like overkill to me. And then also having a weekly radio show where they're just week after week blasting someone, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's – some of the sound bites are him complaining about James Washington not running through a route when the video of him like shows him running and diving to, to go try and catch a ball. It's like, well, did he not run through that or did you sail it over him and he tried to yeah. dive to catch it? Like there's, there's blame and there's to me, there's like, there is a success and failure on almost every passing play and mm-hmm. you decide which way you want to look at it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I'm just like, is Tomlin just saying, Hey, you can do whatever you want. 
is the owner saying you can do whatever you want? Like, yeah, it's really hard to know, know, right? I, like, like as a coach, I wouldn't tolerate that stuff personally. But then, like, if the ownership is saying, like, no, no, he's untouchable, so, you know, like, sending the signal. Which is what the GM said. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, then, like, what are you supposed to do, you know? Yeah. It, it seems like they're trying to send I a mean, message to all the uh, position players that uh, you're expendable, you're replaceable. Just like, like, A.B., you can leave because now we've got uh, Juju Schuster. Le'Veon Bell yeah. can leave because now we've got um, James Conner. James yeah. Conner, and that like it, you know, trying to. It seems like they're trying to paint the picture that the reason we're good is because of Big Ben and because of the system that Big Ben plays in under Mike Tomlin. It seems like they're kind of going that route of like, this is how we are. This is what it is, and like, you know, almost a little bit like the Patriots route. Like you surround people around that one guy, and that they're saying that's the key to their success. Like, and Ben has made some stick throws in Super Bowls. So I don't want to take anything away from him. But he's not, he's not Brady. He's not – like the results aren't there. You know what I mean? So – and maybe it's because Brady is there. Brady and Belichick. You know what I mean? Like because mm-hmm. he happens to be – like if the, if the Patriots were out of the, question, out of the equation, would the, the Steelers probably would have gone to a couple more Super Bowls. So maybe – Probably. Like is Ben – I mean how good is Ben? Maybe that's a question. He, I mean, he's got pretty good numbers, and he's got a couple. What has he got? I two mean, rings. He got two rings. If we want to talk about stats, he just led the league in passing. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is all with AB, right? This is all with yeah. Juju. Yeah. This is, it's the you know uh, the pieces around him deserve some credit too. Uh, obviously, I think the the Steelers as an organization have done similar stuff before, but it's never with players at the particularly elite levels that we're seeing of uh, of an AB of uh, of Le'Veon Bell, like Andrew said could be considered the two best players at their positions, or at least they're in the conversation. If you really want to get nitty gritty two or three, you know, they're there. Um, they, they, after winning the Super Bowl, they let Santonio Holmes go and he just caught the game winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah, one of like, the best catches I've ever seen. Yeah. And in yeah. one of the biggest Super Bowls, you know, ever and all that stuff. And, um, uh, you know, they let him go. They're like, yep. Your ego's clearly gotten the best of you. We're, um, we're letting you go. Um, you know, Plaxico Burris was starting to be a problem. They let him go. Yeah. Um, yeah, he won another ring. But, you know, it's just like they've had no problem. Mike Wallace, they've had no problem getting these guys that are, like, super successful in their system. Martin and they go, fun. they're like, hey, we can replace you. You know, like, yeah. we just will. Without even trying, they kind of re- – not to say Juju is Antonio Brown, but like you said, Brian, they kind of found the next guy that they want to anoint as, like, the main target out there, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, same with Connor. They're like, hey – We'll just keep finding guys. Whoever doesn't want to be here doesn't have to be here. But you know, to it, me, that's diff- To me, that's different than saying. But Ben can still, yeah, you as much as he wants, and he's going to stay. But you better not say anything about Ben. <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean, if if it had been one player, if one player was complaining about him, but everyone else is cool with it, I would right. kind of just write it off as like that person's a diva or something. But you know, yeah. to have Bell call him out in that in the interview recently. Um, oh, right, right. obviously unhappy you know it's like it's like you know those are two like superstars honestly, yeah superstars on any other team those, those guys, are superstars these guys are running the team you know and um great great players so there's some there's well, something I, there you know there's something about ben's ego and that you know just personally it doesn't sit well with me but you know whatever. i mean i hope this is this is the start of the pittsburgh dumpster fire <laughs> i'm sure well, it's it's you know, drama, I'm, it's I'm drama hoping, all the time for over there. I'm yeah. hoping that new Browns defensive line 
is going to start digging the grave for Ben Roethlisberger (laughs) to put him out of his misery. Yeah. Because we play him twice this year, and let's hope this is the start of the change. He is probably Um, the hardest quarterback to take down. He's a monster. He's like he's just a giant human. Yeah. So like, unless you hit him good, like you're not going to grab him by the ankle and like drag him down. Like no, no. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't cower like uh, you know. Uh, Peyton did at the end of his career or something. Yeah, exactly. And if you get like even if you get like a corner blitz, a wide open hit on him, like you better hit him good because like he's bigger than the corner. Oh yeah. So he just kind of shrugs those guys off. Yeah. Well, also you can't you can't hit him anywhere, right? They're gonna get a penalty probably if you (laughs) right do anything. So too. Yeah, is that part of it? But um, yeah. I mean, uh, it's been interesting to me to see kind of what's going on with the Steelers. I want to see what happens if anything with. You know, I'm not. They're not gonna. They're not the franchise to fire their coach, but, but without, you know, him retiring or something like that. They've you had three like coaches. Four, yeah, exactly. Three coaches in their history, right? So yeah. nothing. No real big like you know sword is gonna swing uh, on on any of them. But it'll just be interesting to see how it goes down. And you know, legacy is yeah. what it is. The numbers for Ben are what they are. He's clearly gonna go to the Hall of Fame. You yeah. got two rings. You got enough stats. It's it's mm-hmm. a gimme. You play quarterback. He's he's in. You know, yeah. but um, I've I've said what I've said, uh, documented on on our podcast about what I think about his first Super Bowl win. So I won't go back into that. Um, <laughs> that can be found on uh, on old episodes, or I don't know, hit me on Twitter and I'll recite it for you again. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, looking at the rest of the division, I mean, uh, for a while there, I was quite confused about what Baltimore was doing too. Yeah. I was like, so you you don't pay C.J. Mosley, who's arguably one of the I mean, I know I keep kind of saying this, but two or three best players at his position, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's probably only a couple guys you even put in his conversation, much less, you know, really over him or anything like that. Uh, you let him go. And yeah, he got top dollar. I, I get it. But, I mean, you're, yeah. you're trying to have a defense, right? And he makes any <laughs> defense much better than it is. Um, you let Eric Weddle go. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, you do get Earl Thomas, which I, I understand. And that's a probably – uh, big up, and the Weddle played pretty well. I think Earl Thomas is still probably the safety to have in football. Yeah, um, yeah still an upgrade, I think. I'd say, yeah, yeah. But you you lose Suds, um, you lose the Deer Smith, like some of their best pass rushers. I don't know. It's kind of you're not sure who's receiver for them right now. They cut Crabtree. Not that he was that great, but you know, um, who's the possession guy though? I mean, yeah, I mean, right now it's like Willie Sneed and a bunch of guys uh, are their receivers, mm-hmm. yeah. and. You know, I mean, yeah. I, you know, granted, they they won the division last year, but like, I the AFC North, Bare, they barely won the division. Yeah, the, the let's AFC make North, that clear. Week, let's yeah. make that clear. Week six, I know, I know. Week seventeen. It came yeah, down yeah. to like the the Steelers, like in the stadium watching the TV or whatever it was. But yeah, yeah, um, crazy. Yeah, the division does not go through the Ravens. I mean, as much as uh, what's his name, Tony Jefferson wants to say. I mean, he was like, yeah. Like, well, we, we're still the, the champs. Like, well, yeah, technically. But, yeah, right, but right. you're not. <laughs> but the, the thing they have going for them is Lamar Jackson. I mean, he is yeah. young, dynamic. He's going to be fun to watch, him and Baker. Yeah. It's going to be gonna a be, good rivalry. It's going to be build. a hassle to chase around for those defensive linemen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but – He played, uh, played exceptionally well. And mm-hmm. um, I think getting um, getting rid of Weddle and then bringing in Thomas is, is a pretty interesting move by them. It's – you know, they they kind of upgraded the safety position, but I think they also have a way to, like, kind of get out of that contract after a year if if Thomas doesn't play the whole season, which he hasn't played 
a full season in a couple of years. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But they lost some. They lost some defense, and hopefully, uh, I mean that that's going to be a good thing for the Browns. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean we'll see. We'll see what they can muster on offense. I mean, yeah, Lamar Jackson did kind of kind of take over the show and take over the job, and you know. Flacco's not in, in in town anymore, so it's his it's his job. Nope. But you look at the way that they grind, they were grinding out some of those games. I mean, yeah, I get it. You kind of have to play to some of Lamar's strengths, which obviously are his, his dynamic rushing ability, right? But mm-hmm. I mean, there were some games there where it was like, uh, "Are you trying to kill him, or what? What exactly are you trying to do?" <laughs> I mean, it was. His, it, it reminds uh, you of RG three, like kind of like the early. RG3 well, their ba- their backup quarterback, and look who their backup quarterback RG3. is, right? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> So, so like uh, what kind of system do you think they're going to design around that, right? Yeah, it, I mean, it seems like the kind of the a, same thing. The smart person to have as your backup because they're they're essentially the same player. I mean, I think Lamar is a little more talented and just younger, and you know, has to take as many hits and all that kind of stuff. But you know, if you if he go does go down for a game or two, RG three is the same style of quarterback. Like you can run the yeah. same offense with him. Um, yep, and you don't you're not relying on him to kind of put sixteen good games together. I think half their their like game plan per week should be to watch like twenty minutes of RG three running himself into a wall or when he should get out of bounds or something, <laughs> and just be like, "Hey, don't do that. Learn from oh, him right yeah. next to you." That's an like, amazing. Don't do yeah. that. Like you just, know, like just watch all the all the tape from like his second season. Yeah, because it wasn't long ago RG three was starting for Brian's Brian's Browns, and I'm watching him that game was true. one. And I'm like watching him. I'm like, dude, he still kind of got it. He still got the wheels. He made yeah. a couple nice throws. I'm like, they might, maybe this is, uh, you know, the the, uh, the 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 renaissance or the being being reborn or whatever you want to call it. And sure enough, it's during game one. He scrambles, <laughs> picks up like eight or ten yards, and it's like, yo, get out of bounds, yo, get out of bounds, <laughs> yo, get out. And he yeah. just like run. Nope. He, he just runs, literally runs his sternum into someone. <laughs> why and, and why hurt. And out, and it's just like you got the first down, bro. You know, yeah. (laughs) But I mean, all that considered, you know, all jokes aside, the first start that Lamar Jackson got was Week Eleven against Cincy. Okay, they win it, twenty-four twenty-one. It's a close game, obviously. Um, He runs the ball twenty-six times. (laughs) What? (laughs) Like as many as most. Like if you were in in fantasy football, if you had a running. Oh, you loved it in fantasy. You loved it. The guy's getting points. He runs it 26 times for 120 yards and a touchdown. Wow. Very good, obviously. But do you want him running that much? No. Right. No. You know? Not in the NFL. And you look at from week 11, he took over the job, right? Here's his carries, just carries, over the rest of the year. 26, like I said. 11, maybe that's more close to normal. 17. And the 17 game, he had three fumbles. Uh, yeah. Four, then he 14. like a loaf of bread. Yeah, then 14, then 18, then 13, then 20 to close out the year. You know, it's like yeah. they're going to break him if this is the, this yeah. is the formula. Because they he, just released no one of their uh, running backs. Yeah, they signed Mark, Mark Ingram. Then they let, uh, they let one of them go uh, to make yeah. them on Mark the roster, Ingram is a so. good, good running back. So he, he still should like take a lot of that work from him, you yeah. would hope. I would yeah. hope. For so. his sake. For that, his I sake. mean, that's like hmm. – yeah, that's uh, – to me, that's worse than RG three, man. The the Shanahan's tried to protect RG three in the beginning, like it was yeah. zone read, it was stuff but so to much get him out it, on the perimeter. I know what you're saying, but it's like so much of it is the player, you know. Like our, the thing about RG, oh yeah, you can't turn that off, right? Yeah, yeah. he would like yeah. try to get a couple extra yards. It's like that's admirable 
to a, yeah. to an extent, but not like in the NFL, you just have to be smart. You have to like protect yourself. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't say you, you know. Yeah, yeah, I can't say shit about that. I think Garoppolo learned that the hard way this year too. So I know, I, yeah, yeah I, yeah, I feel for you. I still feel for you. Um, no, you don't. It's okay. Don't lie to my face. Over, yeah. over. I mean, Ingram is a great signing, and he's going to take the load off of that of For Jackson. Sure. He's a, he's I mean, a workhorse. You, you didn't pay Mark. You didn't pay Mark Ingram all that money unless you're you know that one. You're going to win. You're going to try to win some football games, and you're going to take a load off of Lamar Jackson so that yeah. he's not the one with 20 carries in a game anymore. Right. Just because right. like you're like he's not going to last five years. Yeah, and I'm not saying change the type of player Lamar is. Obviously, use that to your benefit, but you know, there's got to there's got to be a better way. Right. Well, if Lamar, that, and so what I'm trying to say is, if Lamar is good at protecting himself, yeah, let him run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah. he runs downfield and slides, or runs downfield and gets out of bounds. Like that's not a problem. He's he's fast enough to avo- avoid the first guy, and probably get you a first down, and then slide. You know, like if you can tr- kind of get him in that mindset of just like just get us be smart. Downs, you know, yeah. Like and let then just get down. Don't get hurt. And that's mm-hmm. that's great. If RG three could have yeah. done that, he'd probably still be the starting quarterback for the racist team in Washington. Right. <laughs> he would. As they will forever be named. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, and we obviously just to round out the uh, the AFC North. Um, uh, there's Cincinnati got a new coach. Um, somehow, some way, yeah. someone decided Marvin Lewis just wasn't cutting it with the uh, the zero playoff <laughs> wins in 200 years, years or whatever the hell he was. Yeah, uh, uh, he was he was trying to take the mantle from Jeff Fisher. I think he was trying to to take it. He was working um, hard at. He'd, uh, he's going for it. He was almost uh, a little too successful compared to Jeff. Fisher. That's what it was. He didn't quite go. You know, <laughs> seven to nine wasn't there, but nope. uh, more like eight and eight. I mean, seven. Yeah. yeah, he would get to the playoffs and, and zero playoff wins every. Mm-hmm. Like they went to the playoffs four a few, four or five times at least and. Yeah. He went yeah. over in the playoffs. Did, oh, yeah. did Marvin land anywhere? Because actually, I really respect him as a defensive coach. Well, as a defensive coach, he was part of the mastermind that built the Ravens, you know, like, yeah. like the peak defense, right? Mm-hmm. It was him and Ozzie Newsom kind of like brainstorming it together, right? Yeah. And, um, uh, or, or, you know, Ozzie at least making the picks and Marvin making the most of the players. But um, I don't think he's landed anywhere. I saw him, he was doing, a, there was an AAF game on last weekend and he was doing, uh, commentary, I think, for it. Okay. So and he definitely didn't least, land anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. You never know what that kind of what that a coach with that long of a, a tenure is looking for, right? Does he want to be a head coach again? Does he just want to go yeah. back to defense? Does he want to coach again at all? Maybe he just wants to do TV. I think it, it wouldn't surprise me if he takes a year off and just kind of reassesses, right? Like yeah. I think that happens. Um, you know, that's probably probably the move to to make. Um, and you know, in terms of the Bengals, we don't really know what they are yet. They, they, uh, the the new coach is a uh, someone of the uh, the tree of uh, um, of uh, uh, Sean McVay, which you know, literally, I think anyone that maybe even served this guy a cup of coffee got an interview. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I get it. That's how the NFL works. Yeah. Um. You know, and the 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 Bengals are what they are. They're, you know, Joe Mixon's pretty legit young running back. Yeah. AJ Green is still a very capable receiver, but he got yep. hurt last year. You saw an emergence from Tyler Boyd and it's kind of the same old rest of it. You know, it's like, uh, we'll see what Andy Dalton is or isn't or continue to be reminded what he isn't. I don't know what the best way to put that is. Like if you're, um, if you're the Bengals, is there a market for, for Dalton? 
Like, is there anybody who would take him as an upgrade over their starting quarterback? You know, if um, these last few moves by certain teams hadn't happened, I would think so. Because yeah. I was sort of trying to connect breadcrumbs with, hey, if I'm Cincy and Washington just lost Alex Smith yeah. and Jay Gruden used to call plays at Cincy, he might want Andy Dalton more than someone else might, you know? Yeah. But maybe you try and make that move because you don't know what Smith's future holds. It's a pretty significant injury. He's not going to play this year at all. Yeah. What about like Miami or something? I mean, Miami just signed Fitz Magic. Boy. Yeah. yeah. But you know, he's only good for like every other game. Well, <laughs> I think what they're planning, Miami already looks like they're planning for next year's quarterback draft, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I think, I don't think Andy Dalton would go anywhere. I think, I think they like him in Cincy and they're committed to him. Um, at least to try to get them to do something, and if not, they're going to get bad, and they're going to get. I'm sorry. What, se- what season is he in? Like he's ninth- he's thirty one. He's in his ninth year. Ninth season. Yeah, yep. and he's been there since two thousand eleven. He's gone to the playoffs how many times and won how many playoff games? Like you're Zero committed to him. Wins. Really, you're committed to him. Well, I mean, I think they're at least going to they're going to stick it out with him for the next year or two until they, you know, unless they're. He's like quarterback for life. Throw the Browns are. I mean, you know, like maybe. Does he deserve that? <laughs> um, I mean, they've they've seemed to like him. Now, obviously, if they're if they're his quarterback rating last year, year, sorry, was sixty one point eight percent or sixty one point eight was his quarterback rating. Uh, no, uh, no, that's his completion percentage. Oh, whatever. Yeah, you're. Was right. his rating eighty nine? Still not great. Twenty one and eleven. 21 yeah. touchdowns, 11 picks. It's above his career average. 89.6 is above his career average of 88.8. But right. that's just yeah. so mediocre. It's like, it's not bad. You know, there's like a handful of people in the world who could achieve that. Yeah. However, like it's the NFL. Like you're, like you're trying to right. compete for championships, not for like, you're not competing to maybe make the playoffs. You know, like that's, I don't know. If you were, that seemed to be the Bengals' motto for a while there. Yeah. I mean, I think new, they'll give him this team, season right? to see how he does. And if, he, yeah. if he's not doing well, they'll probably try to get a quarterback because I don't know if, what A.J. Green, how long he's signed for, but you're not going to keep a guy like A.J. Green around and uh, Tyler Eifert emerging the way he's been mm-hmm. the last couple of years as long as he's healthy again. Um, well, and Joe a, Mixon's not a bad back. So, like, yeah, you're going to need a quarterback. If, yeah. So if say you can't add, do it this year. Say you add a new quarterback. That person takes two or three years to really hit their prime, right? Now yeah. you're talking about A.J. Green but at, the, at the end of his career. Right. Tyler Eifert being at the, in his prime but still like, you know, like maybe halfway through his career. Like you're – like it's – you know, if you, I don't know. I just, Lost cause maybe? Yeah. I mean – Like they're out of phase or something. I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, I think we see full-on rebuilds happen more in other sports than we do in football, right? Football tries to kind of maintain some sort of like – status quo or something and then they slowly but surely hey we are rebuilding because we're eventually trying to get more draft picks or trying to get a new quarterback or a new coach or something that's kind of the the nfl's version of a rebuild right but what the giants are doing is more of an nba style rebuild right send your best player out get a get some picks get Mm -hmm. a player try and rebuild like in real time right now right yeah and if they end up pulling any kind of move for another quarterback then you're really looking at, okay, well, they're looking to the next phase right after Eli. Mm-hmm. Right? So I don't know. Maybe I think the Bengals 
predominantly are primed to do that. But I don't know if they're going to. It's just purely up to yeah. their ownership or, and, yeah. and whatever else. I mean, at least if they have the pieces there, theoretically, they could – if they can get a point to get another quarterback, pop them in and then have pieces around that yeah. could that could be successful – um, if they decide to like try to trade Dalton maybe next year or um, if they're that terrible that they have a high pick next year yep. and they win zero games in the North. <laughs> yeah. <The> NFL, <laughs> zero. <laughs> Passing the mantle. I like it. Um, so to me, the NFL is so interesting because the dynamic is like if you hit on a young quarterback like Mahomes or somebody, right, mm-hmm. who's really good, and for the first four years or so, you got him cheap. I mean, it kind of happened for the Seahawks, too, like with Russell Wilson, right? Like, you like yeah. came in as a rookie, took over the starting job, and for a few years there, you have a window where you can pay other guys around him to be good, right? So, yeah, yeah. And then there's, like, the other end of the spectrum is, like, where you have a Drew Brees or somebody who's, like, an established elite quarterback who makes everybody around them better. You can afford to pay them, and you can still make it to the playoffs. But it's, like, it's one of these things. It's, like, this, this fulcrum that keeps the NFL kind of in balance. You know, it's like, it's the salary cap, right? The salary Mm -hmm. cap kind of polices everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, the model you're speaking of is definitely, I think, the way a lot of teams are trying to go when they, Mm -hmm. or when they realize they have that opportunity, they kind of run for it, right? The Rams being a pretty good example as of late, right? They're like, hey, we got got golf cap controlled. Mm -hmm. When his number is up, it's going to reset the market probably or get close to that, right? So until then, whatever we got to do, Pay Todd Gurley, pay Aaron Donald, bring, bring in free agents, agents. Yeah. do whatever you got to do, like go for it. And, you know, they made it the Super Bowl. Like, it's not yeah. like it doesn't work. It got there, mm-hmm. right? The Seahawks won with it. Um, Philly yeah. would have won with it with Wentz if Wentz stayed healthy. Or, yeah. or I mean, you would think they would have because Foles got him there and, like, the, the principle is what it is. I'm not going to say they would have won it for sure because you don't know. But they got as far as they did with Wentz looking like the MVP. Again, cap-controlled, same thing. So uh, other teams trying to do it, I mean, they're already talking about Mahomes' extension right now, and he's mm-hmm. going to be in year three of his deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they so, have a fifth-year option on him. He's going to completely reset the market when he, when oh, he yeah. resigns. For sure. What do you think that Chiefs team is going to look like this year? No Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Tyreek Hill's in, in a little bit of hot water. And if they're talking about trading somehow, him. Yeah, because I think he's I think he's in more trouble than people let on to believe. Because I think that rumor came out that he was potentially trying to get traded, and I think this Chiefs knew things are could be potentially worse than mm-hmm. people know yet. Yeah. And I mean, but what does that team look like with Patrick Mahomes, but no Tyreek Hill streaking down the field, getting wide open, no Kareem Hunt mm-hmm. coming out of the backfield, getting all those yards? Like those are two potentially, you know, like. Crazy fast, just elusive guys that really yeah. stretch a defense, and that team's not going to have them anymore. Um, but, well, at least one True. of them, potentially both of them. They could look very different with none of those guys on that roster. That's true. They, I think they would look very different, but I would also assume that they've, um, you know, they've been able to replace guys kind of over time, right? Yeah. Like, um, and not nearly to the same example as what I talked about with the Steelers earlier, but. When you've got Mahomes and you've got you see the perfect offense that fits him, then you know what kind of archetype receiver you need. Like mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill is more True. than just a speed guy, but we know his speed is really what makes him dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. So you go, okay, well, yeah, we don't have to just get the fastest guy in the draft, but maybe we just get a guy that 
can stretch the field, maybe he's a big body dude but can stretch the field, then we right. kind of use the offense similarly, right? Um, uh, and then, you know, they already – I mean, I'm not going to say they replaced Scream Hunt anyway already, but Damian, Damian Williams played pretty like, just fine. Mm-hmm. Before they got Cream Hunt, you saw Spencer Ware be pretty successful mm-hmm. in the system. Yeah. I think I think they're in a place where they're like, hey, yeah, we don't want to lose Tyreek Hill. They probably didn't want to lose Kareem Hunt before everything went down. But they're like, rather than deal with all of this, let's just get rid of these guys and trust in Andy Reid and the front office mm-hmm. to replace guys and, and just sort of plug and play. Because like you were saying, Andrew, when you've got the quarterback and mm-hmm. they can just make everyone better around them or elevate them or mm-hmm. whatever way you want to put it, then, then it's it's a bit easier. It's not like you know you just go to Walgreens and pick up a receiver. It's you just you know you you gotta you gotta still make it work. But if they wanted to, aisle six, right? Yeah. Um, if they wanted to, like let's just if we look ahead real quick to the draft. If they wanted yeah. to trade Tyreek Hill for any number of picks or whatever they want future picks, this draft is super deep at receiver. Yeah. Super deep. They could yeah. just go get the next guy. They could. Mm-hmm. They're in a spot. Yeah. To and, Mahomes is, and Mahomes is going to make that guy better. Yeah. You know, like he's yeah. true. He's so good that, you know, you, you just need, like, you see guys, like, just run around. <laughs> like, and he'll right. find mm-hmm. you. Know, so, yeah. yeah. And they're still going to have Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who still does this I mean, thing, you know. Yeah. He's, it's a huge part of that. Yeah. It'll just be interesting, you know, with – with how good Hill's become, if they're, you know, if potentially he misses any time, to see what that team looks like. Because now you're talking like with Sammy Watkins right now is potentially their number one if yeah. there's no two yeah. kill. And yeah. I, I don't know if I wouldn't, I wouldn't put all my money on Sammy Watkins. No, no. Um, no, no, no. When he came out of the draft, people did. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. he, he was drafted ahead of Odell, ahead of Jarvis, mm-hmm. ahead of Mike Evans, mm-hmm. ahead of Martavis Bryant. Um, I mean, these are awesome receivers that have proven yeah. to be really good in the league for the most part. Martavis kind of up and down, but we've still seen him kind of have game-breaking ability. Oh, yeah. And Sammy Watkins was the guy that when the Bills traded up even some picks to go get him, people were like, yeah, you got to get that guy. You got to get him. I mean, yeah. everyone yeah. thought he was the next big thing. Um, it's and a when he's a receiver, but yeah. When he's, when he's been healthy, yeah. he's been fine. It's the question of health, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah, he's he's an interesting one. Very, very interesting. Yeah. He can, when he's but if then, he's healthy and his feet are right, I mean that guy's skill set can be what they already do with Tyree Kill. He's he's the same right. type of like speed threat, you know. Yeah. And I mean if the Chiefs are bad, doesn't that, that kind of opens things up for uh Antonio Brown and Derek Carr and the new Oakland Raiders? Or are they the Las Vegas Raiders? They're uh, we're calling them anymore. next year. I mean, there's 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 still Oakland for now, but yeah, it's. I a, think they're just the Raiders. They're just the Raiders. I've gotten used to just calling. <laughs> and how them bad do you too. feel? How bad do you feel for the Chargers that, like, we didn't even consider them? They were what? Uh, what did they do last year? They were. I mean, they're still pretty good. <laughs> still pretty good. They're um, yeah, they were twelve and four, last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Philip Rivers, what closed like putting up pretty huge season last year. Yeah. He put up big numbers. Keenan Allen is a – what, he's probably top five in the league right now in receivers? Yeah. Uh, I mean, top five, yeah, receivers receivers of uh, a tough position, but, I mean, he's very good. He's, he's definitely yeah. up there. Um, I, I think uh, uh, he's, he's in the conversation of probably top – I don't know, I'd say seven to five, something like that. Like, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough have- conversation. I have trouble keep taking the charges seriously. I mean, even twelve and four, yeah. you know, like 
go to the playoffs. I mean, look, it. look at let's like, yeah, Rivers was a. Uh, let's see, what did he do last year? Forty three hundred yards, thirty two yeah. touchdowns, twelve picks, um, about sixty eight percent completion percentage. I mean, uh, quarterback yeah. rating of one hundred five. Yeah, <laughs> not, yeah that's, 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 that's how you go twelve and four. But yeah, I just don't. You never. I don't know. I don't ever never consider them a, a threat in the playoffs. You know, so. You know, it's yeah. more fun. It's more fun to think about the Raiders and like the the leap that they're going to make than the Chargers. Like they're yeah, they're going to be the same kind of like make the playoffs and like you know bow Lose. out the first round, <laughs> just like they did under Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah, uh, and Nor- the Norv Turner years, like oh. it, like almost but never enough type of thing. <laughs> um, but all, the other thing with the Raiders, like you decide you're not going to pay Khalil Mack. And then no. you turn around and pay AB this year, and it's kind of like, man, imagine if you could have just kept Khalil Mack, and like yeah, but, what that I mean, team would look It just like. shows you what the the coach's priorities are, right? Right. Well, I I floated mean, uh, this, yeah, I floated this theory uh, back when the trade kind of went down, um, because right after the trade went down, I think there were still rumblings about like, oh, is Amari Cooper next? Um, kind of what's going on, and yeah. I just sort of took this look at it, and I was like, you know this whole thing just stinks of Mark Davis just not wanting to pay people. And I was like, he's thinking Khalil's going to break the bank. He's going to reset the market. I don't want to pay him. Mm-hmm. Um, Amari Cooper might not be the top paid receiver, but receivers get paid a lot. He's going to be top 10 paid receiver. Mm-hmm. going to be a lot of money. And I think he just thought, I can like get these contracts out of there. And then whatever Gruden wants to do, Gruden can do. He's got carte blanche yeah. at that point. Yeah. Or at least like expunged of these contracts. And – while I don't agree with that philosophy, but I think that's what happened. Um, because, I mean, you look at the fact that they were able to turn some of them into first-round picks. I mean, they kind of did a quick rebuild too, right? They're still yeah. obviously in the midst of it. We don't know what they're going to do, but uh, in a year where you already have three first-round picks, you also get Antonio Bryant. I mean, I can't sit here and say Gruden's doing a horrible job. Like, he's, he's, he's clearly doing something. This, the potential for them to do well. But yeah. – I will believe it when I see it. I, I don't I don't trust the Raiders, you know. It's like they they just haven't they haven't hit on enough picks in the last couple of years. You well, know, I think, we thought I think they Derek did. Carr, and well, Derek Carr, Amari Cooper, Khalil Mack, those were like the three cornerstones of the mm-hmm. franchise, and they yeah. traded away two of them. You know, yeah. so do they and really I'd, trust Derek Carr? I'd say Gabe Jackson well, was their other kind of home run well, pick, but he's kind of been up and down too. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I think. I think uh, it also. Go ahead. No, no. I just think that uh, they're they're going to have to totally hinge on on what they can replenish in the draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, this also happens to be an extremely deep draft, um, especially in the first round, uh, with with defensive talent, front seven primarily, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe you don't love trading away Cleo Mack, and not every pass rusher you get can be Cleo Mack or Von Miller or whoever else, but you can at least try to replace one of replace them with one of them. If you end up getting lucky, you get lucky and you've got that guy cap-controlled, like you said, Andrew, um, that plays a huge part, right? Mm -hmm. Same with the receiver. Um, It's sort of just the idea of they didn't – they probably – I mean, out of the two players for sure, I wouldn't have traded Khalil Mack. That's a given. Cooper, I can understand. He goes up and down. Receivers kind of happens. If you don't think a guy's a true number one receiver, any number of reasons, fine. But Khalil Mack, you don't trade. So um, imagine this team right now with one less first-round pick yeah. and Antonio Brown still and Cleo Mack. We're talking a totally different scenario. Scary. Yeah. 
You're talking right. about a scary team in Oakland. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, I mean, if I mean, they, so they have three first-rounders, they have 11 picks total or something. So, you know, if they have a good draft, maybe all this, this whole discussion is kind of moot. I mean, I, mean, yeah. I think you're going to see if John Gruden can surround Derek Carr with the assets to show, is Derek Carr worth all the money they yeah. paid him? To like I think, make him the cornerstone of this franchise. Because yeah. if, if you're going to look at this year and be like, we went out, we got you Antonio Brown. We went and got XYZ in the draft, you know, like yeah. whether it's building the offensive line, whether it's getting him another asset or whatnot, like they're going to figure out if Derek Carr can really carry this team yep. and, you know, give, give the Chiefs and Mahomes a run in this division. And are they going to be able to do that or not? And like, is yep. the car deal worth it or not? Yep. Um, what do you do if you're the if you're the Raiders GM? What do you do? You have three first round picks. I would trade one of those back to get multiple, like a maybe a, a second or yeah. a third or a third and a fourth something. Yeah. And then you take like a, an offensive lineman, like really protect Derek, and you take one of the many edge rushers or like some defensive lineman, like kind of shore up that defense, like replace Khalil yeah. if you can, and then you got you still have like nine picks left or something, you know? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, I think, Where did yeah, they pick I think in the so, first round? They picked the four, they picked fourth overall, uh, and then they pick. Uh, let me get it here. They have Dallas and Chicago's picks. Okay. I mean, it's going to be interesting if they're picking up. If they're picking that early, mm-hmm. they're probably going to take, you know, either an offensive lineman or they're taking an yeah. edge rusher at four. Because so they've I mean, got somebody that high, they, you're they have a shot a at Nick Bosa. They may take Montez Sweet, Sweat, Sweet, Sweat. Uh, Sweet. Um, you know, there's a couple other guys, and there's like some safeties and stuff. But Jared Allen is, the, or there's one of the Allens is like a Jared, one of the other Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think there has to be a Josh Allen in every draft now. I think someone has to be named <laughs> Josh Allen in every draft. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they've got the fourth pick, they've got the twenty fourth, and they got the twenty seventh because both Chicago and Dallas made the playoffs. But, um, but um, I think the fourth pick, you kind of you have any number of ways it could go. I think they could either end up with someone from Nick Bosa, Josh Allen, or Quinnen Williams, the the DT out of Alabama. That's mm-hmm. kind of like top end. That's what you get. I like your idea, Andrew, with either a, a trade down somewhere. I think an easy one to do could be four if someone really loves like someone else that's there. You yeah. take some more picks. But to me, it's like three picks in the first round is great. Is four or five going to really be possible? Like how many picks in the first round are we really talking about here? Mm-hmm. So maybe the fourth round one, unless you're getting future picks, you maybe don't trade out of the fourth slot. But mm-hmm. the slot I'm looking at is the 27 pick from Dallas. Mm-hmm. It's always near the end of the first round that someone tries to jump in from the second round and, yeah. and mm-hmm. get like either a quarterback or a receiver or a pass rusher or someone yep. to try and add on that fifth year on the rookie contract. Mm-hmm. So I think they could just sit on that pick and just yeah. see who wants to do that because that's right before like New England, KC, Rams, mm-hmm. these the, the teams that were deep in the playoffs last year, right? So you kind of want to jump in right in front of those guys and get someone. So I could see yeah. them doing that. But, yeah, it's all going to hinge on that. And, I mean, that's a lot of picks for a draft and it's a lot of picks in the first round, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so they're, if they hit – Usually I say if you hit on, you know, anywhere near half your draft, it's probably pretty good. Oh, but yeah. If, if they hit on, you know, two-thirds yeah. of the first round, they're, they're doing yeah. pretty good. 
I mean, they they definitely want to hit on two of the three in the first round. Like, yeah. if you got three picks in the first round and you're you're using all three of those, two of those guys need to be able to play this they year. Need be, they need to be they need to be pro bowlers. Yeah. yeah, they need yeah. to be guys you can build around. The other thing is, not only could they trade out of the first round, but with the two picks towards the end, yeah. if there's a guy they want in the middle of the de- in the middle of the draft, they could use those to jump up into the middle, right, um, right. and potentially trade away both of those to get up. You know, maybe in the teens or something like that. If there's if there's somebody they love, um, they could they could get up there. But, but yeah, they're gonna be good. Well, let's say like the the Raiders have a great draft. There's no like Reggie White in this draft. You know what I mean? Like they're I mean, not Nick Bosa. He's not Reggie White. I'm sorry. He's not. He's not Reggie White, but he's gonna be a he's gonna be a top be edge a, rusher for a while. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He'll be a, he'll be you know a force or whatever. But he's not. Yeah. Like Reggie White was a game changing guy. Yeah. So, what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is like the Raiders through the draft are not gonna overtake the Chiefs. No, I don't think so. I mean, I think it's still the Chiefs' division. They're gonna mm-hmm. still probably win that division. Mm-hmm. Um, and Oakland's going to be trying to play for that wild card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I read it. I don't it. think they're going to catch him. And playing for the wild card is no easy feat with the Chargers having gone 12 and frickin' four last year. I mean, yeah. that's, that's no easy thing. So that's a competitive division. I mean, that's actually that's kind of fun to watch, to be honest. And Denver, <laughs> I mean, they're trying to get it. They're, they're, and wait, so Denver went from 101 chance to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> And then they traded for Joe Flacco and went to 125 to one oh, to win man. the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, oh, Elway not making the best. Uh, I mean, you traded Case Keenum away to get Joe Flacco. You like, you you got rid of a guy to get the exact same guy. And their numbers are oddly similar. It's 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 pretty yeah. astounding. Like literally, right? It's almost mathematically almost impossible identical. for Flacco two players probably, to have numbers. Flacco as could close. probably throw like five yards further. further. Yeah. You can no, you could probably throw 45 grams further, probably. But um, <laughs> um, that doesn't matter. You know, throw it out the stadium, Jeff George. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Uh, I don't know. I, I see, you know, there's this whole narrative on, on Twitter now about, like, you know, hey, uh, this thing and this thing. Name a better duo. I'll wait. Na- uh, you know, peanut butter and jelly, whatever, milk and Oreos, whatever it is. There's always one, right? And one, I saw one today that was, like, uh, John Elway and tall quarterbacks. Name me a better duo. Oh, <laughs> The guy is obsessed he loves him. He's with got a tall quarterback. Oh man, he's got a type. Yep. But yeah, I think uh, I think the Chiefs probably still run that division. I think with, so. With yeah, San Diego probably on the heels, and then Oakland fighting to try to catch up to San Diego, or yeah, and see how that goes. Yeah. Um, the AFC is going to be interesting, man. I mean, yeah. yeah, the Patriots will get a little older. Um, you got Le'Veon Bell all of a sudden with the Jets. With the Jets, also. Yeah. So like, that could be interesting to see. You know, is he's essentially going to be like Ladanian Tomlinson was in San Diego all those years, and probably being the the heart and soul of that offense with you know Sam Darnold and. Um, but I mean, let's be serious. Like in the AFC East, there's no serious competition for the to the Patriots. No, right? it's it, you're playing for a wild card. Right, right. Hey, so something got cut off there, but uh, you know we were talking about the AFC this episode. Thanks for joining us. Next time we'll talk about the NFC, and uh, yeah, you can find us on iTunes at the Slant and Go, and 
Twitter and Instagram at the Slant and Go and at theslantandgo.com. So thanks for joining us, and we'll uh, talk to you next time. Thanks.